Hi, I'm Jason. When I was 10 years old, I went to summer camp and it changed my life. I returned year after year as a camper, then a counselor, and after a brief stop along the way, I decided to make it my life's work. Now I'm the owner and director of Camp Menominee. I wanted to tell the whole world about the amazing things that go on at camp, so I started a podcast about it. During the summer, I record a new episode with campers and counselors every night to share stories from a great day at camp. In our off-season, I take the pod on the road and talk to people all over the world about their camp experience. I want to shine a light on all the outstanding work being done in the overall camp community and share what it means to be a part of the Menominee family. This is the CampCast from Camp Menominee. Hello, welcome to another episode of the CampCast. I am Jason Felgraber, and I'm so excited to get to this episode. Um, We actually recorded this one remotely. I do apologize for um, some of the audio, but I thought it was important enough that we make this happen. So I took the mic on the road with me, and I was lucky to have... Peter and Steve Ehrlich join me for today's podcast. They are both on the board, while Steve is one of the founders of the Nate Wasserman Camp Fund, and Peter is on the board, and they are both very involved with a lot of different aspects of camp. But today, specifically, we are talking about the Nate Wasserman Camp Fund. It's one of our scholarship funds that we've been working with for about almost 30 years now, Steve started it um, during the uh, the, Glenn, the Glenn Klein days of camp and kept it going with Steve, and I've kept it going with them as well. Uh, they raise money to send kids to camp. Some go to Menominee, grants go to other camps, and you'll hear us talk all about it. But as we approach the season of giving and this time of year, I just thought it was really important to to share the story of the, the Nate Fund. It's, of course, named after Camp Menominee's uh, founder, Nate Wasserman, who is also the namesake of the Nate Wasserman Award, which goes to the camper that most exemplifies the Menominee way at the end of the year. Um, one thing I, I did want to do before we jump into our discussion, uh, during the podcast, you'll hear us, you'll hear me ask Peter and Steve about uh, any specific memories or experiences that uh, that have really stuck out to them or any parent interactions that they've had related to to the Nate Fund. And I went on the Nate Wass Camp Fund website at campfund.org or natewasserman.com. And there's a letter here posted that that I wanted to, to read because I think it's important. Um, a parent writes to the Nate Wasserman Camp Fund, a great heap of gratitude to you and the Nate Wasserman Camp Fund for making my son's summer so memorable. He cannot stop gushing about his experience this summer. As a parent, to see your child react so so positively and grow both physically and emotionally from such an experience is priceless. For those of us who run into financial difficulty, priceless doesn't cut it. My husband and I are so grateful for our son being allowed to experience camp. We have been so impressed with Menominee and the generosity of the Nate Wasserman Camp Fund. It is truly a gift for a child to experience such generosity and to interact with such amazing families nationwide at camp. Thanks for the experience. We are hooked, and we will be lifetime supporters. And that's why we do it. Um, there's so many so many reasons to, to give the gift to camp, but there are a lot of families out there that um, would otherwise not be able to make this happen and not even know about camp if it wasn't for, for the fun. So as you're listening to this, keep, keep that letter in the back of your mind 
And I hope you really enjoy this because this type of, of giving, uh, nonprofit work, the, the things that we're doing in our, our community are, are stuff that we're talking to the kids about at camp and that we're hoping to instill in our boys when, when they're at Menominee is feeling that sense of camp community. And I hope you see that in your kids after they spend the summer at camp. So enjoy this episode. Here it is, my discussion with Steve Ehrlich and Peter Ehrlich about the Nate Wasserman Camp Fund. But first, Miles Provis. I have to approve this or um, um we yeah we want to keep it we want to keep it relatively pg oh i meant for the the tone in oh, the, there you the go. previous <laughs> lyrics <laughs> might be rejected right we might be rejected on some platforms uh steve Ehrlich. i started camp in nominee in 1959 been there every year since in one uh, manner or other peter Ehrlich. a similar story since I think 1991, 1992. Dishwa is my encyclopedia of where we've been and when. Uh, but about 10 years as a family camper, um, long time as a camper and counselor, and then I think 18, 19 fantasy camps, which makes me feel super old. People, people are going to recognize that you have the same last name. Is that a coincidence? Uh, not a coincidence. <laughs> Uh, my dad also attended Camp Menominee. Peter was the first third generation camper. My dad was there in 36 and 37. You really haven't missed a year since 59? In, every, in any way. I, I visited post camp uh, and fantasy camp. I mean, fantasy camp is 32 years now? 33. 33. This will be, be, 2020 will be 33. And Sachs and I have been every one, so that's 33 years. I was a counselor, camper and counselor through from 59 to 73, 
visited in 73, and I think we started at post camp in 75. Okay. Uh, was post camp, was that the first post camp? Had they done it? Oh, they had done post camp for years, but uh, we came up and none of us had children. And we, <laughs> we started coming just as a group of young alums. Okay. And then we started having kids. And Jessie's how old? 30? She's 40. 40. And she went up and she, she was one. So that on this. 39 years ago, we started bringing kids to post camp. Okay. Um, I mean, in this room, I could ask you guys a thousand different things. We could talk about a lot of camp for a long amount of time. But the, the real reason I wanted you guys to come on is to, to talk about the Nate Wasserman Camp Fund. And more specifically, I, will, I, will, I don't really know the history that well. And I, I talk about the Nate Fund a lot. And we, we raise money for it. We, we talk about it with our families and how important that side of camp is. And we try and teach our kids about the, the community, the philanthropy, and the um, kind of charity aspect of camp, but I, I think that this will help our our current camp community understand why we do what we do and why it's so important to us. So if you guys can give us a little bit of history on the Nate Wasserman Camp Fund, I guess what it is, when it started, why it started. Started about 27 years ago uh, when we discussed with Glenn the need to help those families who needed some financial assistance in getting a camping experience, not only at Menominee, but other camps across the country. Mm -hmm. Since then, we figure we've sent 200 plus kids to various camps around the country, raised over a quarter million dollars. That's pretty impressive. Was, so nothing like this had existed prior uh, to? Not a camp Menominee. I forget which camp now that Glenn had talked to someone at an ACA convention that had started, it was doing something like this. And then I believe it was Zach Wagman's firm that helped us draw up the bylaws and get incorporated in Illinois as a, and get IRS approval as a 501c3. Have you been the president of the fund since its inception? I have. Okay, so talk to me about why other than just the basic, we want to raise money for families that can't, how, why was this an important mission for, for Glenn and for you? Why, why you? What have you done with it? How has the fund changed over the years? Expand a little bit. We realized that due to economics, uh, not every family uh, could afford to come to a camp like Camp Menominee, but we also realized there were kids that uh, would gain from just going to shorter camps uh, such as a camp for uh, kids with uh, visual uh, challenges, uh, kids that were fighting cancer. Uh, we've sent uh, kids uh, to camp who lost their parents or a parent uh, in uh, war. Uh, we've uh, helped uh, send kids to urban uh, lacrosse camps, uh, the list goes on, uh, uh, sent them to girls camps as well as other boys camps. Uh, uh, we realized how important the camping experience was to us, uh, what it meant to us also as parents and providing that opportunity to children and just wanted to uh, pay back. Uh, yeah, I think that's a really important part of it. Pete, did your dad talk about 
the fund at all growing up? Like, obviously, it's been around almost your entire life. I knew about it. You would always see things come in the mail. Um, I don't think I had a, a great understanding until I met a few campers that were there strictly because the fund enabled them to do so. Um, but I, I'll say this, a point you didn't bring up, it also adds a lot of diversity to camp. Mm-hmm. And, and that's something we don't always think about or focus on, but it's great to have these kids from different backgrounds who you become friends with for life. You would have never met under any other circumstance. And it's been fun helping out, seeing the transition from getting the checks from, from a few donors here and there, mainly the older guys, to saying, how can the younger guys help? How can we digitize this experience? How can we all interact in a positive way and give a little here and there when we're fresh out of college, give a little bit more when, when we grow up? Do you think that when you and I were growing up at camp, did you feel a, a sense of kind of not an obligation, but almost a calling to to give back to camp and to contribute in this way? Because this is something that we are trying to instill in our campers is that, okay, look, we, we work with these really great scholarship funds and we provide the experience that a lot of our kids get to boys and girls at other camps that otherwise wouldn't have that opportunity. And I I feel like that is a really important part of youth development and so I want to make sure that our kids feel like that's being instilled into them. Do you think that's something that you felt growing up? Yes, 100% and and I think it's there and the reason why is because yes, I had the camp fund and you'd see the mailers or hear them on the conference calls growing up but I think myself with all the young other younger board members today and instead of saying what is it, what do you guys do, how do you do it, they basically come running up and say how can I help? Mm-hmm. And, and it's whatever I can do, I'll help with. And everybody uses their own unique skill set to help with marketing, social media, finance, whatever it might be. And, and says, where do you need my help? I'm here. Did you, why did you agree to Steve to, to take this on years ago? Because I'm, I'm sure you're, I mean, you were raising kids. You were probably working with a bunch of other nonprofits. I mean, no one seems to work harder and more efficiently than you on the thousand things that you do for camp. So why, why was this important to you? Because it was helping kids. And not only did it help the kids that were sending to camp, but as Pete mentioned, I think the diversity and inclusion piece was important. You know, looking back, there's no doubt in my mind, we made the difference in the lives of the kids who received camperships. But I'm almost as proud of what it meant to kids who probably weren't around that much diversity growing up, uh, the experience they had, and hopefully how it's affected them in uh, their lives. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And building those relationships that otherwise they can be looking on the outside, looking at, at people they know or um, kind of seeing it from afar. And I think that, that that's really important. So the first year, do you remember how many kids you sent to camp? Five or six. Okay. And how many kids at, at the peak your last few years total did, were you able to help send to camp? We typically send at least a dozen kids to camp and we give grants to other camping organizations to help them expand their reach to other mm-hmm. uh, uh, campers, to other kids. 
I was going to add to your question that we all obviously all know he cannot say no to mm -hmm. helping out and organizing something as the mayor of ZBT camp right. and 52 other things. Clearly, yeah, so you're also very involved in fraternity life for, for ZBT. There's something about this type of community that speaks to you, obviously. Can you, can you pinpoint what that might be? People develop relationships through the sharing of common experiences, uh, whether it be a canoe trip, practicing for the 16A game, uh, sitting around a campfire. Uh, those experiences build the type of relationships that last a lifetime. Uh, similarly, uh, the things uh, that I was able to experience as an undergraduate and as alumnus with the fraternity of help me develop relationships with uh, those men. Was there any discussion of the name at the beginning or was it a pretty clear name Wasman started our camp and that name, that namesake is, is a pretty obvious choice for us? It was an obvious choice. He had uh, made it, uh, passed away uh, probably five, six years before that. I, I can't tell the exact time, can't remember the exact uh, time, but there's no doubt about it. Nate was an institution. Nate uh, was Camp Menominee mm -hmm. for 50 years, and his family carried that on after his death. So, Pete, when did you join the, the board or get involved? Or did you kind of just wake up one day and realize, oh, my dad just kind of brought me in? I think it was right after college. Okay. Um, I presume it was, we need help with this on a technology front, and it spiraled from there. Um, but it's been a cool experience. And, and to step back for a second, it's funny to hear you talk about the starting of these programs, because I remember them very differently. I know that when we were talking about myself going to camp for the first time, whoop-de-doo, all of a sudden, met a rabbit out of a hat, fantasy camp came alive. Somebody wanted to go back to camp as well, too. Oh, do those, do those dates yeah, correlate within a few years here or there. So I presume those conversations were happening. Back to your question on how I got involved. I, I was happy to be there and participate. Um, it was a lot of the older generation at first, and, and they welcomed myself to the board. But it was fun because it was one thing after the other. Hey, should we be on Facebook? How can we have events with the younger donors where there's smaller donations, but let's get everybody accustomed to donating each and every year so that later in life they want to give more. And it was fun because it was so well received by friends who it's tough to ask for money, but they all just open arms and said, yeah, how can we help? This makes total sense as you talk about growing up. I, I think a lot of these guys who had been to camp together with us forever, that was instilled upon them of, this is a unique experience, the brotherhood that we all have. Not everybody has this. How can we support anybody else who wants to have that opportunity? So it went from helping here or there to um, having a website or an online form. I think it probably actually was the website compared to Facebook then. But, but adding that to camp while I was still working at camp on the camp website and, and some pretty basic code too. Okay, let's have Facebook too. Let's start throwing some events and getting everybody together, which became a lot of fun and, and really grew the name, I think, among the younger generation as well. And I think it's almost, if you, if camp spoke to you and was a really important part of your life, it's almost a, a responsibility of yours to 
Like if you were lucky enough to, to have that opportunity, then and it made it made an impact on your life, then try and find a way to to give back and help others who can't because I'm where I am because of camp and I know it's an extremely important part of both of your lives and a lot of people listening and um, that's I think that's a really important piece of it for for me at least. And and I'll say on a personal level, writing the check each year for the camp fund, no matter how big or small, that that's just a nice, easy feeling. I, I know people donate to their university or to other charities of, of their choice. That to me just feels so natural to, to what you just said. Was it easy to convince the first, the original board of the Naval Wasp Fund to, to join up and get behind the mission? Uh, the guys who we asked all uh, were uh, green leaders uh, that had been to camp uh, with me, some before me, some after me. But we all realized how it made us a better person, made us better fathers, uh, partners, uh, camp is such an important experience in one's development uh, that uh, we wanted to help others enjoy and get the same benefits we did out of it. Do you have a, is there a story of, and let's not use names, is there a story of a, a camper, anything, any specific story that jumps out to you about a camper that we've, um, that the NAWAS Fund has supported, that has written a letter or the parent has reached out that has stuck with you over the years? A couple. Uh, uh, one mother called me this year to express her appreciation for our support and what it has meant to their family and their kids. Then there was a, another mother who wrote me uh, a letter about the impact. And her son only went for one year, but she wrote a letter uh, talking about the transformation of her child because of his eight weeks of camp nominee and the difference it made uh, in his development as a young man. Those must be nice to, to get that feedback after those, the work you put in to help them get there. And those are the ones I send to board members so everyone can understand uh, the impact of what we're doing and the import of it. Is there any, any stories you remember or anything in your time on the board or the same type of things you about? Every year, just seeing the letters, every single person writes and, and has, it's amazing. You can change every person's life when you send them to camp. And it's, it's funny to hear you talk about how great camp is and what it does for you. Honestly, I think we take it for granted. I think if you asked any Menominee person who's been there for ages, it's like your kids should go to camp. There's no exceptions to it. We just think that that happens for everybody, or at least it should. Um, and that doesn't exist with this. Right. That's a... That's from growing up in, in a bubble. Yeah. Like, assuming that what we have is something that everyone can have. And, and that's a really important life lesson is, like, when you come to camp and you you meet that diverse crowd and you make friends with people not from just your community, you realize, okay, people are growing up with much different experiences than I am. And that is a major personality shaper and a major kind of worldview changer and I think that you guys are doing some really important things. Something that's different now at camp that that is is changed from when we were, growing, we were growing up. When we were growing up there were topics like you did not talk about 
this. You didn't talk about politics. You didn't talk about religion. And there's still some things that we don't talk about at camp. Um, but I think that, like, family history, personal finances, like, that was also stuff that was off limits. And while we don't get into everyone's dad's bank accounts, when a camper that comes to camp on a scholarship chooses to tell his counselors or the cabin, because we will never do that, but if they choose to say, I'm here on, on a scholarship through the Nate Wasserman Camp Fund, that opens up a really interesting opportunity for the counselors and for the kids to have a discussion about everyone's differences and vulnerabilities. And those are things that were almost taboo 10, 15 years ago to, to even bring up. And we would never identify the, the Nate Wass Camp Fund campers. And it wouldn't be okay to discuss it. But I think that if we're approaching them the right way with the counselors, which we're trying to do, those topics are really helpful for both sides to, to kind of touch on differences. Yeah, and at the end of the day, it's funny because somebody might take a personal item, a materialistic thing, that all that I remember is saying, Peter, you have the choice. Do you want to Do you want to offer forgiveness? And and they didn't go too deep down the Nate Wass or, or other paths, but that was that was a good learning experience for, I, I can't even, I wish I could recall which counselor it was, but um, interesting time. I had, a, I had an interaction with a camper this summer who was on scholarship through Nate Walls. And I walk into his cabin and he, he looks at me and yells across the room. He's like, why am I here? I'm like, what? what? I don't understand your question. He's like, well, why did I get the scholarship? And it was the first time anyone in the cabin had known that he was on scholarship or even at all addressed it. And I said, why do you think? He's like, well, my, my mom works really hard. My dad works really hard. We don't have a lot, but they know that, like, they thought this would be a really great experience for me. Like, for an 11-year-old, that's incredibly well said. And it's, it's, it's nice to see the kids even recognizing and being mature enough to, to talk about it and bring it up, because it was clearly an insecurity that he had coming in that he didn't have um, at the end of the summer. It's, and, yeah. it's cool to hear that conversation because I feel that in college a lot of people talk about whether it's big or small that, that they're on a scholarship and it's an open forum for a conversation it's cool right. to hear that they've earned, they've earned that correct and I think that the, the boys that that do receive Nate Waskin on scholarships also earn it they have to go through a pretty intense application don't they? yeah and uh, no, we we uh, get letters from teachers, uh, recommendations from them. Uh, we ask for information from the parents and we ask for uh, feedback from the camp directors that are involved that they've spoken to the family and the uh, camper, potential camper, and feel comfortable that he would be a good fit or she would be. Mm -hmm. And I think it's nice to start seeing um, generational campers now, and we're not going to name names, but there are definitely campers, people who have gone to camp when they were camp, but want their kids to have that experience and know that the name Wasserman is available. And we've had some recipients now that are obviously in their 30s, and we've had some that have made donations, and that's uh, very mm -hmm. uh, heartwarming. That's and some end up working on staff yeah. and really giving back in that way, and I think all of that is really spectacular. Um, all right, so where, where would you guys like to see the fund go? How, how, do, you, how do we grow? How, how do we expand? Or do we? Oh, I, I hope we can grow it a little. Uh, 
think it'd be great on a regular basis if we could send 15 or 20 kids mm -hmm. uh, to camp, uh, primarily Camp Menominee, but to a lot of uh, other camps. Uh, not only would we like to see a core group going to Menominee, but uh, there are a lot of other great camps out there that provide experiences for kids of all shapes and sizes, so to speak, that we would like to support. Uh, certainly like to see more of the younger guys uh, stepping up, giving a little what they can afford at this point in time in their life. So we hope that the fun will continue uh, and uh, flourish well past camp's 100th anniversary in 2028. But uh, certainly we're going to use 2028 as a, uh, a focal point for uh, increase the amount of money that we raise. It being our 100th? Yep. Though the, I think our 100th is technically 2027. The is, summer of 2027. Is, would be the 100th, right. yes. It's not like a birthday, it's an anniversary. Right. So year one is one. Is one, yeah. Right. So it is 2027. This is about the 10th time these two have had that conversation. Well, it's so, funny because you see the shirts for our 90th. It was, it was 1928 to 2017. Yeah. People were questioning. To, that's how you count it. So right. uh, the closer, the better for me. <laughs> to, to add to that, the, the fun will continue. I think you're in good hands with a lot of the younger folks that are helping out. I, I think people have to determine what way they want to help and how they want to help. Jason, you and I have talked a lot about this. Of There's a lot of opportunities for bar and bat mitzvahs to, to give some of that money that you uh, receive to a charity of mm -hmm. your choice. It, it'd be amazing to have a 13-year-old make the decision that they want to choose camp as that choice. For cabins to have activities outside of the summer where, where they go and run a 5K and raise money in a GoFundMe-style format. I know you've done some great stuff with, with golfing and running the stairs. True, last year I golfed 72 holes for the day of last month, which I'm not going to complain about. <laughs> no, so this this is parking. Like, I think we should create a page on the Camp Fund site and on the Menominee site um, when, like, ways to donate, not just like click here and, and PayPal, but if you're younger and want to get involved, let's let's create a list of, of that stuff um, and we can send it out to our family. So if, if their kids want to give back but don't have the money to do so, they can, um, they can do something physical to raise money, they can uh, run this, they can do something for a mitzvah project. There's different ways that they can give back because I think that is a great way. And, and if it, they don't want to give back with money, can they help run, a, run an event? Mm -hmm. um, can they help organize something? I think that's been different from all our members. I think for uh, Mr. And, and Mrs. Sachs Ehrlich, for, for an anniversary or two, if we could get everybody at Fantasy Camp to donate, whether it's a dollar or thousands of dollars, imagine having every single person from Fantasy Camp donate. It's been fun to see grow within Cabin 13 of one or two people to a lot more people when they're able to, to donate. So right. if that can be part of Fantasy Camp, because we all come back for all the reasons we discuss, would, would be a great opportunity yeah. as well too. At this point, I'll plug the Camp Fund URL. Please, this is the How to Donate so, section. So, so campfund.org, uh, you can visit, and there's a donation form if you want to do it old school and, and send the paper in. still exists for, for the few who do. Or you can go right there and donate on PayPal or the other various digital formats. You can also like Nate Wass Camp Fund on Facebook, and that way you'll get updates for the March Madness event, for the city event, 
or anything else we have cooking. And I'm committed to organizing this in April or May, early signups for Doc's Run, run for the Naval Hospital. Love it. Fantastic. Yeah, people to donate to do it. Last year we had 90 some runners. Cool. It was incredible. How so long is Doc's Run? Four and a half miles. Doc still does it himself, so if he if he can do it, he walks in with his grandkids. But um, yeah, so this we're we're at a half hour. These things happen quick, so we'll wrap it up. Uh, we talked about how to donate. Real quick, your favorite thing, your favorite activity at Camp Menominee. Softball practice for sixteen A. We had, we we're fortunate to have Mickey Lyons as our coach, and uh, practice was what made us better players, but better people, made us into a team. Uh, I was fortunate enough to teach under Jim Buzz Wyeth tennis for seven years, uh, and Buzz taught me a lot about tennis, but taught me a lot about life also. Uh, we, were, we were fortunate, we just had so many great senior counselors as well as junior counselors that were role models, mentors for us. And I think that's one reason so many of us came back as counselors to try to pass it on. Pete, favorite non-sport camp event? It's a hard battle between message to Garcia and the relay. I'm no, gonna, the relay. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say the relay for fantasy camp is just absurd. <laughs> like it, it, I mean, your stomach almost hurts from laughing. You're yes. you're no matter how good of shape you're in, you're running and doing something you haven't done, and and you hurt the next day, and watching everybody. Do the same thing, make a fool of themselves is absurd. I think as a camper, message to Garcia, you did it once a summer. The the strategy, the planning, the running through the woods. I mean, everybody sort of being on the team together. My answer is not as deep as my father's. Um, That's okay, because with your father's, I love with real quick. What's your favorite? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and I took the knock on our young enthusiastic counselors. Yeah, I guess we're not as good of teachers. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we'll, we'll remember that when, when somebody's at first base and Sachs is at third. Oh, boy. Um, well, thanks for coming on. I think this was really helpful. People ask about our scholarship opportunities all the time. I think these conversations and discussions are so important for our kids and for our parents. And hopefully this will encourage people to, to reach out, donate, and, and get involved. I just want to thank you, Jason, as well as uh, Steve and Glenn for their support of the fund over the many years. Uh, camp steps up and is part of the scholarship process mm -hmm. too and I want people to understand that uh, that it's a group effort uh, to bring these kids to camp. And past and present board members as well too who spent countless hours which it's not easy but when you get those letters at the end of summer it makes it all worth it. That's awesome. All right, cancel. Thanks so much. This has been great. Thank you so much to Peter and Steve for taking the time to do this. And thank you all so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to the CampCast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere else you get your podcasts. Visit us at campmenominee.com. We will see you next time. Take us out, Miles. Miles.